Hello and welcome to Home at Last in Mass, the podcast in which we educate, energize, and empower first-time home buyers in Massachusetts. Brought to you by Mass Housing, the leader in affordable housing financing in Massachusetts. I'm your host, Eric Gedstad, Director of Marketing for Mass Housing. Welcome to Episode 3, Common Mistakes on the Home Buying Journey. Well, welcome back, everyone. You know, the process of moving from being a renter to a homeowner is not only a big financial commitment, it's also a big commitment of time, energy, and emotion. Homeownership can often become more than just shelter for you and your family. After all, many people see it as part of the American ideal, like baseball and apple pie. It can sometimes be about status, too. People want the big house or the big yard or the cool kitchen or the shiniest appliances. In this episode, we're going to talk about a few of the common things that can trip you up as you make your way down the road to home ownership. The reason we're doing this is because your long-term goal should be to buy a house or a condominium that you can afford and that doesn't mess with your peace of mind. Yes, you want it to be nice and comfortable and attractive and in the best neighborhood you can afford, all of that. But you want to be able to enjoy it without the monthly payments being a burden. You also want to make sure that you fully understand and are prepared for the responsibilities of owning a home and the financial obligations that come along with that, year in and year out. Part 1. The Most Common Mistakes People Make When Setting Out on a Path to Home Ownership Well, it's a great day, because in the studio today with me is Munzer Elush, Mass Housing's Vice President of Home Ownership Programs. Munzer has many years of experience as a loan officer for private banks, along with many years of experience at Mass Housing. He has taught countless homebuyer education classes and helped many people buy their first home. Munzer, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. Well, thank you very much for inviting me, Eric. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here and be able to talk to our uh, listeners. Very exciting day, very exciting time, great time to be able to become a homeowner. However, there is a process to doing so, and I hope I can help your listeners to, uh, and guide them through the process. I'm sure that you will. It's great to have you. Like I said, let's, uh, let's set this discussion up a little bit. Let me sure. preface it by saying there's many ways that a home buyer can get tripped up as they're traveling the road of, to home ownership, right? I mean, you've got procedural things like an offer to purchase. You've got documents to sign by certain deadlines. You have monetary issues like down payments or repairs to a home that maybe people didn't save up for. Um, so there's all kinds of ways that you can be thrown off. What do you, let me start by saying, or asking you, what's the number one problem you've seen over the years where first-time home buyers get tripped up, and how do you think they can overcome it? Great question. Uh, let me start by looking at this from a very high angle. First and foremost, the transaction by itself is a very emotional transaction because there's a lot at stake. Right. You're looking for your home. This is where you establish your family. This is where your roots are going to be. You're making a tremendous investment in your future, in your family's future, but also at the same time, probably getting into the most amount of debt that you'll ever get into. Right, and that's intimidating for that's people. That's hugely intimidating to people. So the, the dilemma here is how do we balance the emotional side of this transaction with the true business and financial side of the transaction? Okay. Having seen many first-time home buyers, having been one, I know what goes through your mind. 
you first look at the house, you fall in love with the house. You really never fall in love with the mortgage because that's something you, <laughs> you'll have to pay over Nobody's years. in love with their mortgage. No, <laughs> exactly. Everyone loves the house that they're going to be living in where, and where they see their children grow and, and, and their dog jumping around. So it, it, it's a beautiful feeling, but it has to be done correctly. And if not, you're really at risk to losing a lot of money and getting in financial trouble if you don't do not do it right. So it sounds like what you're saying is you're really cautioning people to keep their emotions in check as they go through the home buying process. Am a- I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. No. That sometimes it's it's very hard to, to to give that piece of advice, but the reality is control that emotional feeling if you would for for the 45 60 days where the transaction is happening make sure you know the checks and balances make sure you understand all the terms make sure you do not sign on any document that you're not very clear on and quite frankly make sure you rely on the professionals in this industry mm. from the realtor all the way to the closing agent to 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 the lender and to say the least, choose the right mortgage product. And that's why mass housing exists. We are here to make sure that our products serve low moderate income in the great Commonwealth of Massachusetts who want to become homeowners. Right. Our mortgage products are very simple, Mm -hmm. very basic, but extremely secure and safe. Right. So as you progress in your transaction, make sure you're aware of what's available for you I know I'm, I'm, I'm asking a lot of someone who never thought of purchasing a home and, and today they're ready to purchase a home. But if you do follow what we recommend as the 10 steps of how to buy a, a home in Massachusetts, I think you'll do very well. Okay. It simply starts with the idea of you becoming a homeowner and being responsible for the asset that you're going to acquire. Mm. If you do not know what your budget is, you do not know what your what's coming in in your income on a monthly or weekly basis and how much you're spending and what's left over at the end of the week and at the, the month, you're not ready for home ownership. Right. In other words, you have to be in control of your budget, knowing where the expenditures are, knowing what the income is in understanding your limitations. That is something you do not learn in a class, you do not learn on a website. It's something you really, Mm -hmm. as an individual, have to be very honest with yourself and sit down and say, I can or I cannot today. And hopefully if I do X, Y, and Z steps, I may be able to make it happen in, in a certain amount of time. Right. Getting educated is a critical part of this process, right? And mass housing, really encourages and in fact in in most cases requires home buyer education courses where you take a course and get a certificate of completion am i right that is very correct uh, mass housing programs require a first time home buyer to obtain a uh, home buyer education certification w- from licensed providers those providers are all listed on our website masshousing.com okay they are certified by uh, an agency in, in in the commonwealth curriculum is uh, very powerful is very educating and at the same time easy to follow these classes are offered face to face or they are also available online okay uh, i had the great honor and pleasure to teach many of those classes over the years during my uh, tenure here at Mass Housing. And I tell you, the the feeling that 
you, I left with every time I taught a class is that made it a point to transfer the enthusiasm of owning a home uh, in, into their minds. And, and, I, and, and, I'm, and I think I succeeded because at the end of the day, when we finished with those certifications and uh, a borrower, a potential borrower, held that certification in, in their hand, I felt they're equipped. Yeah, uh, I've done my job to teach them, educate them, and now I said, uh, "You're good to go. Go ahead. Good luck to you." Yeah. That's the process to follow. So, the education piece is extremely important because the transaction itself is very not difficult. It could be difficult, but it's it's very transactional oriented, meaning mm-hmm. there are steps to follow, and you cannot jump over over steps right there are things that have to be done because this is how the industry functions mm-hmm. most importantly that's what the law is so therefore it has to be followed in in uh, in very clear and concise manner sure uh, i like what you said about enthusiasm um, and I, th- I feel like that's something I want to uh, drive home for our listeners is, um, you know, we started this discussion talking about emotion and, and the, the, the need to not be overly emotional. But that's different than having enthusiasm, right? You want to be enthusiastic about this. And I don't know, I wish people knew you because you're very enthusiastic about home buying and you really do view it as as part of the American dream. So sh- people should ap- approach this with enthusiasm. Am you I know, right? Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, um, if you allow me, I'd like to share with you my personal thoughts on, on this and Terrific. actually something I went through when when I purchased my uh, uh, first home. It was a condominium in the great city of Salem. And uh-huh. At the time, I had two toddlers, and we were renting a very small apartment, and uh, the timing was right. Between my wife's uh, nursing income and, and my income, we were able to save a few bucks. The feeling of putting the key in the door and opening that door and uh, specifically for me as an immigrant when i opened that door and i uh, felt i own a piece of america right and that was i tell you it was such a great feeling that uh, i felt success all over and, ah, and i just get emotional it thinking just, about it was it. great it was great and just knowing that my kids will grow in a great environment and, and, and go to good schools you know it's a, we call it the American dream, and in yeah. the reality, it is a great American dream. It's, a, it's something wonderful that I hope everyone has the chance to, to feel and, and live through that dream and make it a reality. And quite frankly, that's why I'm here at Mass Housing, and that's why Mass Housing is what Mass Housing does the best, is provide the reality for that dream. Yeah. Yeah, we help we help people buy homes who think that they otherwise couldn't uh, afford a home. Correct. Let's go back to your own personal experience for sure. a moment. Can you remember any specific instances on that journey where you felt a little precarious, like, oh, my gosh, I'm not sure I'm going to do this? Or did you hit any speed bumps that almost knocked you off your path so we can give listeners a little sense of, hey, this this is something that might happen. Be aware. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, I, I did it, and I know a lot of people who do it today. And uh, now that I'm my seat today at Mass Housing, looking at it from the outside, I say, wow, that's the most common mistake. And the most common mistake was to get in the car on Sunday and start looking at homes without even knowing if I can afford them. Ah, that's so it. So that is the most common thing people do because, A, they are enthused. They want to make it happen. Right. They, they, they really are, you know, that dream is very important for them to become a reality. 
but they started the wrong way. Uh-huh. So the right approach is always know your inner workings, make sure you know what, what your budgets are, what, what you can afford before you even think of going out and looking at a property. Right. And if you do find yourself cruising around on Sundays looking at open houses, check yourself. Look, but don't fall in love maybe is a good don't advice. Don't fall in love. Look as much as you want. Don't fall in love and do not sign any documents. Don't sign any documents. Don't sign anything that says it's an offer or I think I'll throw $500 and let me hold it and see if I can figure it out. Okay. An offer to purchase in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is a legal binding contract. So if you sign it, you if have you, pledged you be, to exactly. buy it. You have, you, you, yeah, you're stuck with it. Okay. So Buyer beware. Buyer beware because, again, it brings me back to that emotional transaction. We get excited. We see something that we want to be in, but it shouldn't start as such. It should right. start with, can we afford it? Have we done our homework? Have we checked our situation? Meaning, have we looked at our credit? Mm. Have we talked to a lender so the lender can maybe help us pull our credit report? Looks the lender will look at our inner data, if you right, will. Right, right. Uh, the inner workings of our checkbooks and our exactly. bank accounts. Exactly. The whole, the whole, the whole picture. And if we're not ready, the lender, as well as the counselor who who will provide the home buyer education, will set a path for us. Will okay. help us sit down and and say, look, today you're not ready. You have X, Y, Z that is not working for you. Mm-hmm. But within six months, within uh, eighteen months, within twelve months, you you can correct the situation by doing so so and so right so it's not it's never a no it's yes maybe or potentially at this point in time right in in the near future but it's very very important to know all these factors uh, so you can make an educated and correct decision about what you will be purchasing sure the other piece of the transaction is very important if if you never saved a dime and you think that you can walk in the door and, and buy a property, mm-hmm. I think you're a little bit You're fooling, you're fooling, you're fooling yourself. yourself. Big time. You got to have money in the you, bank. You got to have money saved. in the bank because okay. the transaction costs money. Right. You have to have a down payment. You have to have enough money for closing costs. And, and quite frankly, some type of properties, if you're buying a multifamily, you have to, you have, to have at least six months reserves. Six the, months reserves. Yeah, six months reserve, meaning six monthly mortgage payments. I reserve. see. It's not an easy uh, thing to to save today. Right. We, you know, we're not a society that saves a lot. Right. That, that's, that's a given. Right. And with the prices of homes in, in Massachusetts in general, it becomes very prohibitive for the younger family, the younger couple, or, or the individual to put aside a good amount of money to put it down on a house for purchase. Right. Now, this is where mass housing comes in and, and helps out. Yes. Mass housing programs are uh, very attractive in terms of financing, meaning we finance 97% of the purchase price of a single family or a condominium. Okay. And is that different than a conventional lender? Conventional lenders may have that, but what we do have that is not available through the conventional market is our down payment assistance. Mm-hmm. We help you finance 97% of the purchase price, Okay. but we also know that you may not have the 3% down. So okay. we have made available for you as a consumer, again, pending your credit, pending your qualification of the loan, a 3% down payment. Okay. Okay. Is that a grant? Is that a loan? That How does that work? That is not a grant. It's, it's, uh, it's a true <laughs> loan, 
but the interest rate on that loan is only 1%. Aha. It's a 15-year loan, okay. fully amortizing, meaning you have to make mortgage payment on Pay it. a little bit on that second bit. loan every yeah. month. Okay. Uh, with a maximum dollar amount on that 3% of $12,000. That's the most you can borrow. That's the most you can borrow. Okay. But again, if you have saved a little bit and you need a push, that's where mass housing comes in behind the scenes and make makes that push available for you. Okay. So you could use whatever you saved for your closing of the loan or as your reserves and you keep that money for fixing stuff in the sure. house because or simply buying the lawnmower, buy, buying the snowblower, buying all the stuff that you need to have as a homeowner. Right. That's you know not part mean? of my vision on Sunday morning at the open house is uh, <laughs> it's no, a, no. a snowblower <laughs> and a lawnmower. But that's that well, that's real. We got to get real. That's, the, re that's right? the reality. The other reality in the transaction that we that we go through in, in home home ownership we qualify people on their gross income. Okay. But I don't know anyone who lives on gross income. Right, exactly. Right? So there is a major reality that we have to also understand that brings me back to my first comment is find out exactly what you can afford mm -hmm. at, the, at the end of the week, at the end of the month. Otherwise, you don't, do not want to get into this if you want to become house poor. Right. Meaning, yes, I own a home, can barely afford my furniture, I can barely afford the utilities, and at the end of the week, I don't have much money to, to live on. Right. That's not a good transaction. Okay. So you have to be pow powerful enough to be able to uh, have and cover all these costs that are going to come up with. So what I hear you saying so far is, uh, number one, avoid excessive emotion. Be rational about this process. Number two, get educated take a home buyer education course, which is available at many locations across the state and can be taken online. And I hear you saying, have money in the bank for a down payment and the other costs that are associated with buying a home. Uh, anything you want to elaborate there? And if not, I want to ask you about, uh, about other obstacles. Sure, but let me clarify. Sure. Uh, I do not want your listeners to panic and say, ooh, I have to have 20% down payment. Yes. That is that is not the reality. Because that seems so high in Massachusetts. It seems so high. It is very high. But also, it is a misconception to the marketplace that you have to have 20% down payment in order to get a loan today. I'm so glad you brought this up because most people... I think if they don't know much about the process, they think, oh, you got to have 20% down and you want to avoid that that terrible thing called mortgage insurance, which we'll get to later. But yeah. okay, so myth that you need 20% down. Yeah. With mass housing, you do not need 20% down. Okay. I mean, you as low as 3% down okay. for if you're looking to purchase a single family dwelling or a condominium. Okay. If you're looking to purchase a multifamily, meaning two, three, or four units, mm -hmm. that requires a 5% down payment. There's more responsibility with it. Oh, sure. You're going to be a landlord you're gonna be potentially a landlord. renting yeah. to people. And, and quite frankly, we ask that you take the home buyer education as well as the landlord education certification if you are looking to purchase a multifamily. That makes great sense because being a landlord is a... Uh, is so a, is a, is a huge a task. Big task, a right. That's task. a specialized yeah. thing. Specialized thing. But if you follow the steps of, again, knowing what you can afford, taking the home buyer education, as you're taking the home buyer education, visit a lender. Mm -hmm. Request to sit with a lender face-to-face -face or over the phone and, and truly understand what a lender is asking of you. Mm -hmm. Not that I have anything against tools on the internet. Yes. 
but they don't have the human touch that a lender is going to spend the time and effort and the guidance with you. Yeah, let's let's this is an important point I think. Yeah. So much is done online today. Yeah. The appeal of sitting down at the computer and applying for a mortgage, you know, click one button and get a mortgage. It's so appealing. So many people are hesitant to even walk into a bank and they're, I don't know, maybe they're intimidated or they're, that's just not their style, right? They're online people. But you're yeah. saying that face-to-face -face is so important. So should people physically walk into a bank and say, we want to buy a home, but we don't know where to start. Can we talk to somebody? Is that what they should do? Uh, they, I, in my opinion, in my advice, they should do it after they take the home buyer certification. Okay. okay. Because the education that comes out of that certification will clarify a lot of their ambiguities. Uh, you'll sort of see the light. Exactly. You'll know you'll the see steps the light. and the order in which to yeah. take them. I personally haven't been a lender once and sat down with many people face-to-face. -face. You understand a lot more about an individual's concerns, about what makes him wanting to buy versus not, what's holding him, if you would, mm -hmm. if you sit down face-to-face -face and, and ask and answer and, and communicate with them. Right. That's my preference. But at the same time, a lender that's sitting face-to-face -face with you has variety of options of mortgage products. Uh -huh. So if you do not fit one, automatically on the spot, they're gonna sit down and, and maybe counter offer something else. Uh, or provide you with another alternative if you're not ready. Okay. I do not see that in the online technology mm -hmm. products, if you would, that are out right. They're mainly calculators. They're mainly guides to plug in and say, okay, I make this much money. This is where I want to buy. This is how much my down payment. It's a simple calculation. Mm -hmm. The human touch, the guidance of a lending officer is tremendous. Okay. Keep in mind, loan officers have to be licensed in Massachusetts. Okay. They have to go through a series of exams and education to be able to communicate with that consumer. Mm -hmm. That's the, the website is not. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, a web calculator does not have yeah, to be licensed have to. by the Commonwealth. But the web calculators and the web tools, and I ref refer to masshousing.com as, as a matter of fact, we provide tremendous amount of a wealth of information on it. But when it comes to that decision-making process where you really need that little extra to understand what you're getting into. Uh, I can't tell you the importance of sitting down face to face with with a with a professional, with a licensed mm -hmm. mortgage uh, originator who can help you and answer all your questions and and give you the reality check. Right, basically. So we have a lot of lenders at Mass Housing who do business with us. You can get a Mass Housing loan through any number of lenders. Um, I guess I'm kind of backing into a, a point I want to make or a question I want to ask you is there's so many banks and lenders out there. You know, there's not only the bank on the on the corner that does the checking and savings account, but there's all of these mortgage companies. Correct. How does a borrower, a potential home buyer who's new to this, how do they know who to trust? Excellent question. Uh, we have relationships with, with over 160 lenders in Massachusetts. And their community banks, their mortgage companies, their credit unions, all these entities are licensed to write mortgages. Okay. But for them to do business with mass housing, they have to make specific application. Okay. And they have to renew their application status with us on all a right. yearly basis. So we screen them. We screen them tremendously. I mean, okay. we spend uh, the staff in the home ownership division spends at least eight months worth of continuous screening on a yearly basis, mm -hmm. eight months out of the 12. Okay. 
doing that exercise, screening, screening lender, making sure they're still healthy, mm-hmm. they're, they still have the capability of, of lending in Massachusetts, and they're doing what we expect them to do. At the end of the day, they're serving our customer. Right. The homeowner, the potential homeowner in the Commonwealth. So they, they have to be worthy of, of that, in my opinion, great honor. So so we've kind of, we're, we've pre-screened a bunch of trustworthy lenders is, very is, much is so. kind of what you're saying. So, if, if, so. A, if a home buyer wants to, you know, find a, a lender that they can trust, they could yeah. start on the mass housing website with our list of lenders because as a public agency, we've vetted these lenders and made sure that they're kind of doing what they're supposed to do. Fair to say? Very fair to say. And actually, we took it a step further. I mean, we list all our lenders that are approved with us, that are active with us and are are doing laws. Yes, we have a list of lenders that have signed up, they have renewed, but they're not active, meaning they're not sending the the business that you expect them to do. Right. So therefore, unfortunately, we, ca- we can't afford to list them. Sure. But the active lenders and li- are listed. But we also recognize the, the, the individuals at those lenders who are very, very knowledgeable with the mass housing mortgage products. Okay. And we do list them as well. Okay. And we do recognize them on a yearly basis. So we have direct links to their uh, websites at the lender shops mm-hmm. on, on the lender website in the hope that a consumer could click on it and go directly. My advice to the consumer is, look, if you're doing, you have a relationship with ABC Bank or XYZ Credit Union, and you have your savings, checking, what have you, and you see them listed on mass housing, Mm -hmm. I think that's a great way of of, uh, starting the process. Sure, why not? You already know them, You already know them. They have your money. You have an established relationship. So knock on their door. Okay. But all that I ask is to make sure to ask for the mass housing mortgage products. Uh-huh. Do not go in and say, give me a mortgage. Uh, don't uh, just uh, assume. Just don't assume all mortgages are created equal. Yeah. Because at mass housing, they're not. Mass uh. housing's m- mortgage products are above and beyond everything else in, in, in the industry right now. And this is why I'm glad we have you here and you've been a loan officer. You kind of know what happens behind the scenes. I remember buying my first home. You walk into a lender and you say you want a loan and they say we'd be delighted to work with you on that you think there's just a loan from that bank but no you're saying there's lots of choices choices. that maybe the borrower doesn't know about so they should be proactive in asking for specific things they do and again i don't want to sound like i'm repeating myself if you go to the home buyer counseling class yes you learn about these products. Okay. You learn about what's available. All so roads lead to home, home, buyer, home education. buyer education. At the end of the day, you come out and say, oh, I learned about mass housing product, but within the mass housing product, I can do a purchase and rehabilitation program. Oh, uh, which I is what? A renovation product, meaning you buy a property that is not up to par, that could use ah, some- Ah, the fixer-upper. Fixer-upper, exactly. Okay. You could buy a property that needs new windows, needs a new roof. Guess what? Mass Housing has the program, the mortgage program, that funds you the purchase price of, 97% of the purchase price of that right. single family, and a certain dollar amount up to a percentage of the potential finished value after you fix it. Okay, so you can buy that fixer-upper and- yeah. Don't, it, I guess it sounds like the message here is don't be intimidated by the fixer-upper. If you look at it and you say, oh, it's right in my price range, but oh, it needs uh, new windows or a new heating system or something, 
mass housing mass can housing help you buy it and fix it at the same time. Absolutely. Okay. And that's where brings me back again to my message is that if you're sitting behind a computer and, and plugging in numbers, the computer is not going to tell you about that. Right. It's when you sit down with that licensed loan officer who does business with mass housing, who has access to the mass housing product, who's going to offer you that as they ask you the questions mm -hmm. about, are you handy? Can you do this? Can you do Right. So it's important <coughs> to gather all that information way before you get in the car on Sunday and start driving around mm -hmm. to look at products. I feel like the I'm going to be a, do another shameless plug for the home buyer education as well too because once you start to talk with lenders a lot of jargon and lingo starts to come out points and closing costs and uh, the various uh, forms and the processes, uh, you know, it's a, there's a very peculiar and particular language around the mortgage industry. And in this podcast, I always like to remind people that, you know, we're trying to help empower you. So if you go to that home buyer education course and get educated on a lot of this terminology, when you hear a lender start to talk about it, it won't be so foreign because if it is foreign, you sort of clam up and you kind of grit your teeth and pretend you know what they're talking about. And next thing you know, you're nodding your head and signing and you're like, geez, I hope I got a good deal. Exactly. Exactly. And and you definitely don't want to sign on any document that you don't understand. Okay. And quite frankly, we document all our products with, with the right mortgage documentation. We train our lenders on a regular basis. Our lenders, by nature, by default, have to be licensed and, and, and capable of originating loans in Massachusetts mm -hmm. and have a physical presence in Massachusetts. So, ah. if, so they can't lender, be just web only? No. Okay, no, not, that's good not to with know. mass housing. A mass housing lender must have physical presence in the Commonwealth. But also... Uh, to lead, to follow up in, to this discussion is the fact that when you're ready to start looking at a property, I hope that you engage the services of a realtor. I wanted to ask about realtors. Okay. Without doing all these steps that we talked about, you will make the realtor's job very difficult because the realtor is not willing to spend time and effort showing you properties if they do not meet your budget. Right. And no one knows that budget unless you sat down with a lender, obtained what we call a pre-approval or a pre-qualification. Right. A document says you're ready for home ownership. Okay. It will help a realtor tremendously work harder for you if they know your range of affordability, right. your range of potential home ownership acquisition. So it is important that before, again, you sit down and, 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 and discuss uh, whether you like the kitchen, whether you like the appliances, or whether you like the back porch and the backyard, making sure that uh, this professional who's the realtor knows exactly the range that you could live with and, and you can afford to purchase. Okay. Otherwise, now, you're wasting your time and theirs. Exactly. Now, I've got a key question regarding realtors, and I feel like this relates to our, our overall theme here, which is where you can get tripped up. I know uh, when I bought my first property, I was always confused because, you know, your first exposure to a realtor in this might be, like you said, going to an open house. And maybe I've done education and all of that, but I'm still going to an open house. Well, there's a, there's a realtor right there. I start talking to them. Mm -hmm. But they don't, they don't work for me, no. right? But they're no. very eager to talk to me and get my information. Can we talk about the yeah. different types of realtors yeah. and who uh, represents who? Look, if the realtor is standing at someone's house showing that house on Sunday, uh -huh. 
or Saturday or Monday or uh -huh. any day of the week, yeah. they're representing the seller of the house. Okay. They're not representing you. Okay. Okay. You can be represented by a buyer's agent. A buyer's agent. A buyer's agent is a realtor who will work on your behalf, will work very hard on your behalf. Uh -huh. If they know your limitations, if they know what your budget is and you know you're, you're ready for home ownership and they will find you the property that meets those requirements. Now, does everybody do this? Does everybody not, have a not buyer's many people, not agent? Many, not no, many no, do. Unfortunately, so. they don't. And, and especially with home, first-time home buyers, I highly recommend people considering that because they're doing tremendous amount of shopping around on your behalf. For you. For you. And quite frankly, they're negotiating the transaction on your behalf as well. Mm. Because at the end of the day, they're getting paid from the selling agent. Okay. Not you as the bar, as the Ah, so I don't have to pay you for You don't them. have to pay. And and that's that's the message that you gotta be very clear with when when you hire them. I rarely see any buyer's agent requesting money from me as the buyer. It's always been customary that they split the uh, or some type of a some sort of a commission. Commission split between the selling agent of the property mm -hmm. and, and the buyer agent that you as the potential homeowner buyer uh, I think hires. That's a that's an amazing point to just to just dwell on for a moment because um, as a first-time homebuyer, your inclination is to think, oh, every time I turn around, somebody's advising me to hire somebody else, a realtor, a lender, a, a lawyer, and pretty soon you're yeah. like, oh, how can I do this without hiring one more person? But I can get a buyer's agent yeah. without having to uh, you know, write them a check every week to help me find listings. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And, and again, like anything else, you have to be realistic about where and what can you afford and what is it you want. And But without those steps that we talked about, specifically the, the pre-approval or the qualification of the loan, the readiness for the loan, right. uh, I don't advise you knock on anyone's door and, and, and ask them to work on your behalf. You'll be wasting your time and theirs. Sure. That's not fair. But if you follow the, that path, if you would, I think you avoid any potential mistakes. Yes, mistakes could happen in the transaction. I mean, I give you a very uh, common mistake where you go through all that exercise, you're ready, you're looking at the house, you have a buyer's agent, then the next step, would be sign the offer to purchase, sign the purchase and sale, mm -hmm. uh, you know, transact with a down payment or a portion of it. Right. Then you 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 have to get an uh, inspector. Ah, uh, yes, the inspection. Now, the inspection. It is unbelievably important to know what is it you're buying. Okay? Right. Is a Cause common at this trend. point we've kind of maybe yeah. fallen in love we with are. the house, but we got to keep our emotions in check. Back to your original point. Exactly. And quite frankly. A defect in the inspection uh -huh. is your only way out of a contract. Ah, because at this point you've this signed, signed contracts. You exchange money with with, right. with the selling per, uh, agent, and and you know the homeowner expect that this moves forward. Mm -hmm. But say the home inspector comes in and realizes that there's a major defect. The boiler is leaking all over the basement and, and uh, needs to be repaired. There were issues with it and you have to make a decision. Right. Is this something I want? Is this... I gave the example of the boiler. It's maybe a, a simple example, but mm -hmm. it could be much worse. It could mm -hmm. be a, a structural damage. The, the, the house is tilted. Right. Do you really want to be involved in this? Yeah, and if you buy it, you, then you yeah. own it, and it's got a foundation, and all of a sudden you yeah. need $50,000 to fix it. You need to know that You before. need to know that. Exactly. So where I caution people in the home buyer classes, 
people who call mass housing, people we advise, try your hardest not to skip the home buyer inspection. Right. There will be a lot of people who will push you to skip it mm-hmm. because the market is hot. Everyone's jumping in. Oh, Everyone yeah. wants the money. Buy now Buy or you'll now. miss it. It'll go yeah. to somebody else. I, you know something? I do not subscribe to that. Okay. I want to know what I'm buying. Yes. So I'm paying for that inspection. Okay. And I'm getting a licensed inspector because mm-hmm. by, by law in Massachusetts, the inspector have to be licensed. They have okay. to know what they're talking about. So this is not just going through and looking around. This is a professional, professional. who is licensed and knows yeah. what to look for. I mean, I've been actually, I've been the most recent one. My daughter bought her first home about four years ago. Mm-hmm. I went through the exercise with her, and uh, I was at the home home inspection, and I was amazed how thorough the inspection was. I mean, at, to the point where the inspector was with the thermometer measuring the, the temperature of the water from the faucet. Oh, I so, love it. You know what? That's great. That is great. That tells me a lot. That tells me that a potential home buyer, hopefully a mass housing home buyer, uh-huh. is going to be very well protected by doing the uh, an inspection and following the step. Yeah. That's why we require a home buyer inspection. Yeah. It, it's a it's must. A, uh, yeah, first no choice. Buyer, you don't have a choice. You got to have it. You got to have it. And folks, that's for your protection. That's, yeah. that's yeah. so you don't get something that's deeply flawed. Exactly. Do not skip that uh, step because it's, it's crucial. All right. It's crucial. Great. Yeah. Well, geez, we could keep talking about this for a long time. And in fact, I want to invite you to come back maybe for a second uh, episode where we talk about speed bumps and roadblocks and places where you can get thrown off the uh, the home buyer journey because this has been so helpful. It's great to have an expert, somebody who's been on all different sides of this. You've been a home buyer, you've been a lender, you've been an educator. So will you come back? I would love to. And actually, if you invite me again, I would like to allocate the discussion on the mortgage process. Terrific. On the steps, on what to look for, what to ask, how it flows from application to loan closing. That would be fantastic because that seems like kind of a black box to a lot of first-time home buyers. How does that work? So I, I can't wait to have that discussion. I know the listeners feel, feel the same. So we will have you back and we'll get into the deep details of the mortgage process. I look forward to it. Thank you. All right. Munzer, so great to have you uh, on the podcast. And uh, that's going to do it for uh, this episode. We'll see you next time on the Home at Last in Mass podcast. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, everybody, don't go away. We've got home buying motivation to close out the episode. Part two, your home buying motivation. Well, that's just about it for episode three. I hope you have a better understanding of some of the trouble spots that could derail your home buying journey and how to avoid them. You know, I close each episode with some motivational thoughts, and here's my thought for today. Buying a home will test your ability to manage your expectations and your emotions. As always, have a very firm grasp on your financial situation. Know what it takes to buy a home and what's involved in maintaining it, insuring it, paying taxes on it, etc. Don't let your affection for one particular house blind you to its realities. It may have a great kitchen and bath, a nice landscaping, but the roof, the plumbing, the electrical system, and the heating system might need attention. And you need to know about all of those things too. Assemble a strong team for yourself. And don't try to purchase a home using shortcuts. A good realtor, attorney, lender, and home inspector are worth the investment. And a reminder, a home buyer education course is your best bet 
to making sure you know how to go about buying a home so that you end up a winner in the end. Remember to visit MassHousing.com and to follow us on Twitter and Facebook to keep up with all of the many programs and helpful tips from Mass Housing. Good luck on your home buying journey. We'll see you next time here on the next episode of Home at Last in Mass. <laughs>